The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. and where to find them fantasy football podcast uh we are almost in full draft swing here i am your co-host kyle ranny joined as always by mr gary hulk gary how's it going this week it's good we're getting to the uh the end of the free agency period uh we got some cleanup we're going to talk about and then we're going to do some uh talk about who's left some of the top free agents that are left there's not too many Top free agents that have gone unsigned, but some notable names still. Some some have slid through the uh, the cracks per se, but we'll definitely jump on some news to start here. Starting back all the way to Tuesday uh, when we were off the air, the Atlanta Falcons signed running back Mike Davis. Uh, nice little signing for Mike Smith with the Falcons over there. They look for some ads. Pick up a guy who ran the ball really well with uh, Carolina last year. And hopefully that can be their answer because uh, Todd Gurley wasn't and he's out. So, Yeah, definitely. Um, for a guy who picked up for the Panthers when McCaffrey was out, got a little bit of a uh, little bit of some time there in Carolina. It's a great addition um, and pretty solid for um, Matt Ryan, at quarterback. He, he doesn't have to throw so much, maybe. Hopefully. Uh, staying on the offensive side of the ball here, the Buffalo Bills re-signed, uh, I would almost say Swiss Army Knife, Isaiah McKenzie. Uh, the master of the jet sweep, a nice option as a receiver, a great returner who admittedly says he had eight teams interested and would have basically taken a contract paid in candy to stay in Buffalo. Yeah, that's that's a very solid player. Um, kind of, I wouldn't say as good as Curtis Samuel, but that type of person you could use all over the field. He's um, a poor man's Curtis yeah, Samuel. Yeah, poor man's Curtis Samuel on the cheap. And uh, that's something good for um, being McDermott over there where they're creating a culture where people want to stay, people want to take less money because they think they they got something special. So the Bills are doing something right, at least. Yeah, I really like that signing. And like you said, culture there. Um, the Bills are proving that they've got it. Um, the Steelers, on the other hand. <laughs> Speaking of culture. Uh, maybe not as much. Cornerback Steven Nelson asked for a release and was granted one. Uh Another starter on that Steelers defense opting to leave. This Pittsburgh faithful can't be too happy with... Uh, I mean, granted, I know the Pittsburgh faithful. They think everything's fine and roses, but... They wear the uh, those black and gold glasses. They're, uh, they are missing a lot of starters now. Yeah. And they and don't have much cap to resign them. Did you see the trouble with uh, Chase Claypool? Yep. Got in a bar fight, kicked dude in the face. So, as of right now, we're recording Thursday... There haven't been any charges filed, but it's definitely still possible that there could be charges filed and definitely an NFL investigation that could lead to a game or two suspension and possibly other disciplines. Never a good thing when you're a second-year player in the league getting in bar fights, um, especially during the COVID era. Right. But uh, yeah, good luck, Pittsburgh. It's becoming a mess there. Um, 
died, then again, I say that, and I'll get chastised the same as I got chastised by, by Bucks fans on Twitter this past week. So Yeah, you were running amok. Who knows? I'm the most hated man in Tampa and maybe in Pittsburgh as well. Uh, but Denver, they re-signed Kareem Jackson. A nice signing. Uh, they've been piecing together a secondary there. They bring back a guy who has started in the past uh, on a reduced deal. Smart move for, for Denver on that end. Yeah, definitely. Um, Denver's doing doing a good job as well as keeping their guys. Uh, and not killing their cap by doing so. Right, and they, if they want to compete anytime soon, that division is very tough right now. Um, if they want to compete anytime soon and get to that level where they, they got to spend money to do they it. they got to spend money and they got to draft well because the Raiders um, and the Chargers are definitely no pushovers. And the Chiefs obviously are not. But that's the thing. I mean, what has Denver addressed the most in, this past, or in the offseason? A pass rush pass and rush, a secondary. Secondary. That's the way you're going to stay alive in that division. Maybe running back. I don't know. Well, they haven't done much there, but that might be a draft situation. Um... The Cincinnati Bengals, we're discussing teams that are working on defense as well. Cincinnati goes out and uh, adds Eli Apple. I know he's a bit of a flame out from what they had hoped he, or from what teams had hoped he'd be in the draft, but he's still a serviceable cornerback. Yeah, if he's if he's a guy who's seeing like number two, number three reps, uh, I think it's going to be okay for the Bengals. Um, he's not going to be your shutdown number one corner, but if he's seeing... I think he's probably re- replacing William Jackson and maybe less than that, so he's probably a third corner. Yeah, third corner. Um, it's definitely some good depth. Obviously didn't turn out to be the guy that everyone thought he was going to be in the draft. Not as, but... not as an early first-round pick. But no. uh, Speaking of early picks, Philadelphia Eagles have signed themselves an elite player. Apparently. Joe Falco. Joe, Joe, Joe Falco. Falco. <laughs> Joe Flacco is still elite here. Um, or he's not. The Eagles might have tipped their hand here, though. I don't know if they're going uh, quarterback at the top of the draft now with Jalen Hurts, especially if like you're it. signing Joe Flacco. Um, so is that the tipped hand of, hey, we're chasing Kyle Pitts? Um, if Kyle Pitts falls, then I could see them taking him. But I can also see them maybe trading back and maybe going linebacker with Micah Parsons. I could also see Philadelphia trading back and getting one of those the, the best receiver on the board and accumulating picks as well. So Philadelphia's got a couple options to go here. Uh, the Buccaneers continue to make a mockery of the salary cap. I don't know what they're doing, how they're doing it, or how it's even feasible, but they've extended tackle Donovan Smith, who up until this past year was an okay to good player at best. Two years, $31.8 million dollars. Um, pushing the cap down the line yet again, uh, allowing them to also re-sign Indomitian Sue for one year, $9 million. Um, I got into a bit this past week. Someone asked how the heck they're still doing this, and I pretty much said outright, they're pushing cap down the line. It's not going to help them. Bunch of Buccaneers fans chimed in and said, I'm stupid, I don't know what I'm talking about, and that's fair. That's fair. Um, however, when you look on spot track. Three years from now, in the 2023 free agency pool, the the cap uh, projections, it calls that Tampa Bay will have 140 million to spend, but they have to chase and get. Technically, it's it's going to be 140 million. It'll be less once you factor in rookie deals, but it was 140 million with only 12 players on the roster and 42 million dollars in dead cap. Yeah. Doesn't sound like they're doing too great there. No, I mean they're obviously in a win now situation because Brady's on his 
kind of his last leg, you would think. Um, he's probably he signed a what another two year deal extension, so he's probably got two to five left. Um, <laughs> two to five left, and they're gonna win now. They want to win as many Super Bowls as they can, and not a lot of pe- like like you were arguing with the people on Twitter. Not a lot of people actually understand the cap. They just think, oh, the um, my GM's great. My GM's great. Uh, I'm a super fan, so I'm right. When the, then, when you break down the numbers, they get defensive and call you stupid. It's just one of those things that that's it's one of those Twitter things. But uh, the Bucks, yeah, obviously pushing things down the road because um, they're in a win now situation and might be in some trouble like the Saints are currently. But when I said that, I was wrong. So on to the next one: the New England Patriots re-signed running back James White, one year, two point five million. Uh, this is an intriguing one. I know Tampa Bay was tabbed as him being one of the Brady bunch, um, but he resigns and sticks to New England there. So good for him. The Bengals continue to add to the secondary. Former starter with the Atlanta Falcons, former uh, captain of the team, Ricardo Allen. The Bears go out and add a running back, which is intriguing because this is now technically the third running back in the roster behind Tariq Cohen, who has an extension in David Montgomery. Damian Williams, the almost Super Bowl MVP from the Kansas City Chiefs, joins the Bears after a year off. Yeah, uh, it's an interesting signing because he took the year off for COVID and for, for his mother. Yeah, for COVID and for personal issues. I think it was a little bit of both. Um, uh, I forget off the top of my head why. But his I, mother had stage four cancer, I believe. Yeah, yeah, okay. So had some personal issues, but now coming back. Obviously well-rested, uh, didn't really get beat up last year because he took the year off, so maybe he's coming in fresh, and maybe he wins that starting job there. Correct. Uh, one of your favorite players in the league, I heard, T.Y. Hilton, um, going to sign a one-year $10 million deal to stay with the Colts, leaving higher money deals behind. I was better off leaving that, leaving my flex open and not starting receiver than T.Y. Hilton last year. T.Y. Hilton will never be on my roster again. Gary, it'll be okay. Um, the Jets have signed former defensive or former Eagles defensive end uh, Vinnie Curry and running back Tevin Coleman. This is an interesting move. I don't really know how they're planning or what they're planning on doing here. Um, a lot of veteran presence. It's not the worst move, but if they're tr- this. To me, speaks either we are trying to revive Donald or Donald's out and we need as much better presence for a rookie quarterback as we can. Absolutely. Um, the Packers are resigning Mercedes Lewis. The guy is the ageless wonder. He is getting a two-year, $8 million extension. Uh, we'll see how that one goes. The Saints continue to make cap work here. Uh, Nick Vanett signs a three-year deal. This is the only reason I put this one here. This is interesting, Gary. Uh, the Saints put a high-round pick in Adam Troutman last year as a tight end mm-hmm. and then put a three-year deal into Nick Vanett. So, ought to be interesting to see how the Saints are going to view Troutman going forward. I have a feeling um, it's because they have... Um, oh, my God, what the heck's his name, my quarterback? Well, I mean, there's not really a guaranteed starter yet, but it's either Jameis or... Uh, what the hell is the guy's name? The other kid, Sean Payton, has a hard on for him. I know who you're talking about. I'm blanking on him right now. Yeah, well, I'm also blanking on him. Um, 
the guy they used last year, um, I have a feeling that because he's more of an athletic running quarterback, they might be using double tight end sets to be able to run the ball, block. He's not a bad passer, but he's not like a franchise passer like Drew Brees was. Um, but I definitely think that they're also trying to just surround that offense with as much talent as they can. Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, yeah. I don't um, know why. My, my uh, it happens. Um, the Seattle Seahawks are going to move on from Jerron Reed, starting defensive tackle. That just flashed across my scroller here. Um, the Bills making a running back addition, signing Matt Breda. Before Bills fans hit the panic button, we did let Yeldon walk. We we let Yeldon walk. We don't have the fastest running back room, and Matt Burrito's actually the fastest running back in the league right now. Yeah. In terms of the 40 he produced coming out of college, Burrito ran a 4.38. That's .02 seconds faster than Saquon. I know it doesn't make much of a difference, but he had the fastest open field run two years ago at 22.5 miles per hour as well. Yeah, and, I, and I'm going to kind of pick on our own fan base here because they're the type of people that freak out about stuff like this. And um, you got people saying, what about Christian Wade? Christian Wade, I'm sorry, is probably never going to see an NFL roster. Um, he had one good preseason game. And I believe he's 30 years old. Um, That I don't know. He's, he's a little older for running back. Um, it was, it's a cool story, but it's just it's he's not going to see the, the field for the Bills. Maybe for another team, but I just don't see it happening. Um, it's a cool story, but... Just because it's a cool story doesn't deserve doesn't mean it deserves a yes. starting running back spot. We tend to fall in love in Buffalo with the interesting story over the best players, Duke Williams. Duke Williams, uh, that other guy a couple years ago before we had Josh Allen. I don't remember his name either. Running uh, back? No, or quarterback receiver. Oh, uh, Derek Rogers. Yeah, Derek Rogers, and maybe one more. But there's always some. There's always Brandon Riley. Yeah, Brandon Riley. That's what I was thinking of. Um, there's always people or players that the Bills fans fall in love with, and. Um, just it's tr- fine to fall in love with some of these players, but don't pull the table for them right. to be on the on the roster sometimes. Trust the process. Yes. Uh, and finally, happening just before we jumped on the air tonight, the Washington football team signs Adam Humphreys to a contract. And that's that's a pretty huge signing for a team that's on the rise. Um, and this late in the, in the free agency period as well, a, a guy who's going to be your third receiver, I think he came into Tennessee and got buried a little. Yeah. Um, I, that offense is also not a passing offense. No. Um, Tannehill is kind of a game manager and a pretty good one. Derrick Henry runs the show there. So, basically, anybody who's a slot guy or not a number I mean, even Corey Davis wasn't the number one, and he was supposed to be the number one. So, they get they get buried there. Um, I, I think now he's going to see some more targets. Um, pending who's quarterback, if... If Heineke gets the start there, uh, he had a little bit of success in the playoffs. We'll see what happens. Uh, maybe they draft a guy. We, who knows? Maybe they do a three-way QB battle. Um, but definitely he's going to see a production increase, and Washington is starting to get scary. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's intri- it's intriguing finally to see that whole division tape, take form. So maybe we won't see a winner of that division have only six wins this year. Hopefully. I mean, we'll see. All right, but moving on to the main event of this episode, uh, we get to kind of talk here about what's coming in as the top players left in free agency here. Uh, we'll at least address the top 10, probably talk about a couple players out into the top 50, uh, maybe a little further, but we'll get it started here. Uh, Gary, first one on this list, 
you know, he every year he ends up into like the fifth, sixth wave of free agency and doesn't. Uh, here, I'll, I'll send you the link. Doesn't really end up um, winning these battles, but Jadavion Clowney coming in at number one on this list. Where do you think he's going to end up? Um, I think it's going to be a team that still has a ton of money left because he, I think he's kind of overvaluing himself. Um, to me, he's never been the player that deserves the number one overall pick. Uh, he had that big play in college where he decapitated the uh, running yeah. back and basically never had a season, in my opinion, that proved him worthy of the first overall pick. So I would agree with that statement. Uh, uh, he's always been a little bit underwhelming. Yes. Uh, cap tracker is what I want here. So the most cap space still would be the Denver Broncos. Denver, Indy, Jacksonville, New York, L.A., Detroit, Cincy, Carolina, Washington. It's funny. Cleveland's the team bringing them in, and Cleveland's only got $13 million. Um, I can see him in Cleveland because Cleveland likes to throw money wildly. At you know where people. I'm going to put him? Put him with the Jags. Uh, Gets to face off against his two former teams in that scenario. Gets to hopefully make money. They have a lot of yeah, money. I almost wanted to put him in Denver because I know Denver is um, aging a little bit on the line. Yes, but I don't think they want to add another... 30 or 28 year old guy. I mean, they've got Bradley Chubb, who's who's all bait, or who's young enough, but you've got Von Miller. I mean, I don't know. In, in the right scenario, I could see it, but I, I just don't. I don't know if I'm buying in on it. Uh, number two on this list, Antonio Brown. We've already talked about this on, on earlier episodes. I think it's the same still. I think he's going to find his way back to Tampa. I think so too. Um, I think. They might wait to sign him until training camp's over. I think it's going to be that long. He's not really... I don't trust him going into training camp. We saw what happened last time. He froze his feet and then had a mental breakdown. But um, I could see that as well because that way he doesn't have to partake in training yeah. camp. A lot of these older guys, especially in the in the early 30s here... Did they say if they were going to have training camp? I mean, they at least have a form of it, yes. Okay. But a lot of these guys are going to sit on until halfway through camp, let some, some position battle shake out before they come in because they kind of know they don't have to do camp at that point. Right. Um, saves their body a little. But, yeah, I think he still ends up in Tampa Bay ultimately. Cornerback uh, Steven Nelson, we talked about him a little earlier on the show, from Pittsburgh, 28 years old, asked to be released. He was a high, highly coveted free agent a couple years ago. Um, what do you think on that one? Uh, I kind of want Arizona because they released uh, Patrick they, Peterson. They did just sign um, Malcolm Butler today. Yeah, that's true. I still think I don't think Malcolm Butler is the corner, the cornerback that everyone. Thinks He's not in Arizona, but the problem I, I guess think, is as well. Arizona only has two million at this point. That's true. I still I'm gonna pick Arizona. Um, I think Malcolm Butler is more of a slot corner, um, and then I think they could sign Nelson and then maybe. It depends. I don't know if he, did he say if he wanted money or if it's just like uh, I'm unhappy. Thing. I don't really know why he wanted out of Pittsburgh, which is even weirder. Um, I'm gonna go with the weird one here. I'm gonna go with the Raiders. The Raiders secondary always kind of needs help. Yeah. Um, they've got 18 million. I'll put Steven Nelson with the Raiders. You're thinking? I'm thinking Arizona or maybe Seattle because Seattle needs secondary help as well. Yeah, I I wouldn't hate either of those. Um. Casey Hayward, cornerback from the Chargers, getting a little up there in age, but still a quality starter at his day. 
Uh, number four on this list, I'm going to go with the Jets. Jets isn't a bad, a bad pick. Um, I almost want to say... Give me Denver as well. I know I picked Clowney, but uh, I think I think Denver's going to make a late shot here for some veterans. Fair enough. Uh, we're going we're going Denver in two scenarios here. Cornerback uh, Brian Poole from the New York Jets, twenty eight years old. Next one on this list. Um, it seems like, um, like Jets corners kind of stay in the division. I'm going with Miami. I was thinking New England on this one, but I might also... I didn't pick New England because I thought they signed somebody already. They did, but, you know, they wanted to get rid of Gilmore as well. I know, but I think they keep Gilmore this year. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go Brian Poole to Pittsburgh. They've got a little money. They did just lose Steven Nelson. They're going to need to replace him. I'm going to go Poole to Pittsburgh. Offensive tackle, Eric Fisher, former starter. I believe he's coming off an injury, which might be a little tougher for him to sign. Does he play right or left? He's a left tackle. What about our next guy? Is he right or left? Um, it's the next one. It's Mitchell Schwartz. Schwartz should be the right tackle because they played together. Um, I'm gonna say Fisher signs with Indy after Anthony Costanzo leaves. I like that. I'm gonna say Mitchell Schwartz waits till training camp, signs with the Chicago Bears. I want. Who was in on Trent Williams, like, big time? Kansas City. Chicago, maybe? I'll go uh, I'll go Eric Fisher to Chicago. And then I want Mitchell Schwartz in um, in Baltimore because they're losing. That's a valid pick. They're losing. The, I totally uh, forgot about that. Alejandro Villanueva is next. Um, he is a left tackle. It's going to be tough for teams. Give me the Bengals. Bengals for him at left tackle. Yeah, they got to protect Burrow. I'm not gonna go ben- or Villanueva to there because I know they still have Jonah William. I'm gonna go. I feel like Villanueva can play both sides though. That's why. I well, they just signed Riley Rife also. Mm. That was the only reason I didn't have him going. Um... Left tackle is tough because the teams that need left tackles are gonna draft them. Correct. Did I say Raiders yet on tackle? Yeah. Give me Seattle. Give me Washington. Washington's had a void there since letting go of Trent Williams. That's true. I'm going to go Alejandro Villanueva to Washington. You're going Seattle? Seattle because Russell Wilson's been complaining about protecting him. I'm going to take the next pick and put him in Seattle. Give me Russell Okung to Seattle. He was already there once. Gets to go back, put the band together with Russ Wilson. I'll go Okung to Seattle, and I'll also, I'll double it up. I'll go Okung and Quentin Dunbar to Seattle. I think I'm going to keep Okung in Carolina. Yeah? Yeah. um, Depends on what they want to do at quarterback there. I don't think they keep Bridgewater. I think they're going to want to keep protection for, I think they draft a rookie. So I'm going to keep um, Okung back in Carolina. And then I'm going to say Quentin Dunbar to the Eagles. I could see it. Give that swagger Philadelphia loves. Yeah, they lost. They just lost somebody at a free agency, I think. 
Did they have Ron Darby? Or was that they no, that had was, Dar- was, they had Darby and they had Mills and they lost both of them actually. I thought Darby was Washington. Dar okay, he was most recently Washington. You're right. Um, who do I got here? Melvin Ingram. Melvin Ingram, edge rusher, 32 years old. He's getting up there in age. Um, he's already left KC without a deal. Give me Baltimore. I could see that. I'll go Baltimore as well. I'm not going to question that. I'll double down. Give me Baltimore, Mark Ingram, or Melvin Ingram. Sounds right. All those uh, former Baltimore fans can change out the number on their marking of jerseys mm-hmm. and just put Melvin Ingram instead. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Richard Sherman stated today he would not be against returning to Seattle. I still have a gut feeling Richard Sherman's a Buffalo Bill. I like that, but I, I think, um, I think he goes to Cleveland. I know Cleveland was in on him early. Uh, I just don't know if they've offered him anything yet. I just I know that that um, it's been rumor, rumored Sherman to Cleveland for a little while now. I, I could see him in Buffalo as well. It could be a storm, similar deal to like how Josh Norman was, um, a veteran coming in, and I think he was. I think he's a little bit better than Norman still at this point in his career. So I think it'd be an addition for the Bills that could really benefit them, um, especially helping young guys like uh, Levi Wallace. Yeah. Um, Good addition for the Bills, but I think he ends up in Cleveland. Um, fair enough. Number 13, number 14. I'm going to bowl these two together again here. Uh, safety, Xavier Woods. Wide receiver, Sammy Watkins. I'm going Baltimore with both. I did hear a, I did hear a Watkins rumor. He was supposed to go to Baltimore. And then he went to Indy and left without a contract. Yeah, and then he was supposed to go to somewhere else. He's got interest in Houston and uh, Tennessee. I can see Houston overpaying. I could too, but I have a feeling that Baltimore overpays on him. I'll give Baltimore number 11, 13, 14 on this list. I'll give him Ingram, Woods, and Watkins, I think. I don't think Woods stays in Dallas because they just signed another safety. Um, I'm trying to think of the teams that need safeties. Safety's not such a like a coveted position right now. Um, teams that are in need of safety at this moment. Atlanta probably could. They've cut a few. Um, Raiders, Ravens, Titans, Washington, Minnesota, Chargers. I don't like any of those teams right now. I like Minnesota, actually. I can go Minnesota or Baltimore, but I'm going to go Minnesota or Baltimore over them. I might go with Washington because Washington's been intriguing or attracting free agents. So I think Washington gets a sneaky signing. Um, I think we might avoid 15. Let's go 16. Olivier Vernon, 30-year-old edge rusher, most recently with Cleveland. Um, I'm going to go with a cheap deal. He'll go play there because of the name. I'm going to put Vernon to uh, New Orleans. Yeah, I can see that as long as, long as they clear their cap space. Yeah, I mean they keep making weird weird signings as is. I could see Vernon for like a cheap deal and getting him that way. I wouldn't be surprised if New Orleans has like some really tough cuts in this year. I could see it still. Um <clears throat> Ed Carlos Dunlop. Thirty two years old. I wanna put Justin Houston back, but I think Justin Houston leaves. I say Carlos Dunlop goes to Indy. Yeah. One of those guys are going to end up in Indy if Justin Houston leaves. Um, 
I think Justin Houston had actually a pretty good year too. Justin Houston's had two very good years since or being with Indy. I could also see Buffalo landing one of these guys too, on the cheap. It just depends on if these guys want to get paid or not because they're older, so they might say, "Hey, I'm going to sign with a team that looks like they're winning." Because Buffalo does need an edge guy right now. Yep. Uh, maybe sign them to like a two or three year deal. They uh, they're leading sack. Their leading defensive person for sacks, I think, was like five last year, maybe less. Buffalo? So, yes. So maybe they get one of these Adoba, or Oboda is actually would have led the team in sacks yeah. at five and a half last year. So I think they need some leadership, too, on the defensive line. I mean, Jerry Hughes is there, but Jerry Hughes has always kind of been... Um, a head case? For, a better, gonna, for lack was, of a better term? Yeah, I was going to say more of like a... Loose cannon? Yeah, loose cannon, like a, a wild gun kind of thing. Uh, ever since Kyle Williams left there, they haven't had that heart and soul on that D-line. So I think maybe they grab one of these guys here. I don't know which one because they're kind of similar in style, you know. But I'm going to go Dunlop goes to Indy, and I'm going to say Justin Houston goes to Baltimore. I'm doing what I hated, and I'm rebuilding Baltimore. Baltimore's going to make some signings because they have to. Um, unless they just say, hey, screw it, we're just going to draft our holes. Uh, linebacker, K.J. Wright, Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland. Cleveland hasn't still hasn't signed a corner or a linebacker yet, so Cleveland. Unless they're trying to hold all their eggs in a basket for Parsons or uh, the dude from Notre Dame. I forget his name. It's hard to pronounce. Uh, Koa Misa or whatever yeah. it is, yeah. Um, I don't really know who's in need of a center, so I'm not going to go with Austin Ryder. Running backs, Le'Veon Bell. I don't think he ends up in Cleveland um, unless he wants to basically play for nothing. Um, I think he's another guy that's going to wait till training camp to maybe sign. He's getting to that age, that dreaded running back 30 age. Um, I could, if they don't sign Leonard Fournette, I could see him in Tampa. I was just looking at Tampa as a team for it, and I hate saying it. Um... I think I could comfortably say Tampa as well. Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell reunion. I can tell you who it's not going to be. It's not going to be Pittsburgh. No. Uh, speaking of Pittsburgh, though, James Conner. <laughs> we and I we about told this. you so. I know he's 26. He's not the most prolific running back. Um, I don't even know if I could see him going back to Pittsburgh. You know where I want to put him? Where a team that really likes their running backs, put them with the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, I mean, they have a plethora of running backs there. But they've also lost Coleman. Um, I don't know if McKinnon's there. They've got, like, Mostert and Hasty. I hate this, but Baltimore. Uh, I feel like they do want they... to run with Gus Edwards. But uh, do they trust Dobbins, though? They run a three-headed Philly? monster. Philly, maybe, or... Denver? Jacksonville? Denver just got rid of Philip Lindsay. Yeah, I, don't, I think the thing is that it's easier to put someone like James Conner into a spot than it is somebody like Le'Veon Bell, because Le'Veon Bell should still have the talent to start, mm-hmm. whereas we don't think that James Conner's a starter, so he's a change of pace guy. He's a, he'll be a rotational back. Um, Maybe the Giants? The Rams? Giants with Saquon? Giants with Saquon, the Rams... Uh, I mean, I mean, oh, um, 
Give me Carolina. I was just looking at Carolina as well. They, they, they don't have Mike, Mike Davis. Davis in case something goes wrong again. Because um, James Conner, like, he's got the RB1 experience. He's just more of a fringe RB2. Yeah. Because um, we saw his success when Le'Veon Bell wasn't there. When nobody had tape on him and he was easy to run. Uh, safety, Malik Hooker. The talent's always been there. He's only 25. He can't stay healthy. Can't stay healthy and... Um, definitely is a very talented player. Um, I would put Malik Hooker with another safety in the league who can't stay healthy. Put Malik Hooker with the Chargers. Hooker and Dar and Derwin James, the all potential team. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Oh fuck! Give me Chicago. I I like it. Um, give them some help in the secondary there. Yeah. Uh, Chicago's Chicago's a tough team. They're just a quarterback away from being dominant. You would think. Uh, secondary again, Darquez Denard, cornerback, most recently with the Falcons. There's so many corners, and a lot of these guys aren't going to get signed because there's so much talent in the draft. I'll Denard. go with Darquez Denard to to Green Bay. It's a guy who's shown that he knows how to play against big opponents. I like it. Green Bay needs some secondary help. Um... You would think he would stay in Atlanta because Atlanta needs a ton of secondary help. I think Atlanta cut him. I know. Uh, Jarrell Casey, defensive lineman. Most recently out of Denver. Got hurt, didn't play basically at all last year. Um, That's a tough... Give me Houston because they cut J.J. Watt. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. I like Houston. I'll get on board with Houston and Jarrell Casey. Um, old man Gino. I was gonna put Gino in Houston, but then I'm like, he's the same age. As... We talked about Gino already about being a veteranship. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Green Bay with this. Yeah, I like Green Bay. Uh, Leonard Fournette, running back, Tampa. I think ultimately he's gonna resign in Tampa. He should resign in Tampa. Um, but if not, I can see him. Does he reunite with Jacksonville? No. You don't think so? With no, I don't owner, think any... New ownership? No, that was just ownership that cut him. Or, I mean, new coaching? I don't think so at all. Um, I could see him bouncing out of Florida and going to maybe Miami. Did he go straight to... Yes. Tampa after the Jag? Yes. He was released and signed him almost immediately. I think he stays in Tampa, but I'm just trying to put him on another team because... He is starter, a starting running back, but maybe Pittsburgh. You know who I've got going Pittsburgh? Who? Todd Gurley. Ooh. Todd Gurley still has talent um, outside of his 2.8 yards per carry, but I also don't think it, it didn't help that the, the Atlanta line was not good, and Atlanta's defense often had them behind, so they weren't going to run the ball anyways. Edge rusher, Everson Griffin. This is someone I'm going to Buffalo with. That would be a good one. A little bit older. Uh, still somewhat productive with Detroit. I would be more than content seeing Everson Griffin sign here as, as a one-year deal to try to make a run. And then we watch Bill's fans hit panic button for signing an old guy. Yes, as always. Um, you're getting to the back half of this list here. Nikel Roby Coleman, good slot corner in the league. Any ideas, Gary? 
I heard rumors, but I can't remember what team. It was out west. Because I, I originally was going to keep Seattle? Him. I don't think it was Seattle. I want to say it was like LA. One of the LA teams. He was with the Rams already. Maybe it was a reuniting with the Rams. It was either Rams or Chargers, I think. I, I heard a rumor, too. Um, I, th- I was going to originally pick Washington still because he's from the Baltimore area. But maybe they just don't want him. A guy I didn't even realize is a free agent at the moment. Jordan Reed, tight end. See you even see any... I think he stays unsigned for now. Um, depending on what Philly does, I think he could sign with Philly if they get rid of Ertz. Fair enough. Uh, ooh. Okay, we were talking running backs here, and I'm going to make this connection just because I just saw that there's an opening. Um, Duke Johnson? I think Duke Johnson stays unsigned. Completely? Yeah. I... I'm putting him with the Giants. Wayne Goldman's not there no more. That'd be a good place to put him. I just don't... I think he's very overrated. He was supposed to be a solid running back and just never, ever hit I mean, strike. they also, when when they got rid of him in Cleveland, he got stuck in Houston. Yeah, but he also could never hit a stride in Houston. Houston never had a line. I think Duke Johnson could end up still proving somebody different at a team not named Houston. Um, Adam Humphrey just got signed. Alshon Jeffrey, that's a guy I think gets, or does not sign anywhere. Um, what about Kenny Stills? You think Kenny Stills stays in Buffalo? He's. I don't think so. No. I think Kenny Stills is another guy that might not make it anywhere. I really wanted to see him in the playoffs a little bit, see what he had, but they couldn't. They never had him dress. Oh, what the heck else do we got here? Josh Gordon. Does he sign? Never. Does he get reinstated in the league? No. All right. That'll end that. How many chances has he had? It's at they least just, the problem digits. is they just don't. They, they keep telling him they'll restructure him and they never do. But Gary, I think honestly, if you're good, I think that's good for me for today. A lot of uh, a lot of names still out there. Um, it's a lot of a lot of notable names, but nothing like nothing that's gonna break the doors off somebody. Yeah, nothing. I mean, nothing that's gonna make a team a super. The back the right back away. fifty on this. Uh, Cordero Patterson. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald. Pierre Desir, Vic Beasley, Demarius Randall, uh, Steve McClendon was a highly sought-after defensive lineman. Trey Burton. Jason Peters, Alex Smith, Josh Norman, Prince Amukamara, Tyler Eifert, Jarek McKinnon, like I said, out on free agency. Rex Burkhead on free agency. Uh, Damon Snacks Harrison. It's a guy who, for the most part of last year in the offseason, was a top five person still available and had a bad year in Green Bay and is at 69. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of talent still available. It's just tough because of how bad the cap situation is this year. Yes, and a lot of these guys will take one-year deals just to... Some of these guys might even have to take practice squad deals. Yeah. But, Gary, if you're done... I'm yeah. good. Yeah, we're good. Uh, until next week, guys. We're Monday. We will get into our first ever mock drift on the air. From Gary and I, you keep on looking for those fantasy beasts. We'll show you exactly where to find them. <laughs>